Welcome to the BK Talks Business Podcast. I'm your host, BK, and I am a female entrepreneur with a passion for international business and entrepreneurship. I've run businesses in the Middle East where I've lived for the past 10 years, as well as in my home country, Botswana. I am so excited to bring you this podcast that celebrates the entrepreneurial spirit of women in Africa, the Middle East, and everywhere in between. Whether you are already running a business or just considering taking the leap, this podcast is for you. Get ready for some laughs, some insider secrets, and some business breakthroughs that just might change the way you think about entrepreneurship. I cannot wait to hear about your entrepreneurial journey. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the podcast where we talk all things small business and entrepreneurship particularly for women in Africa and the Middle East. If you've been following along the past few episodes, we have been going through a series, um, a business systems and processes series, which I've kind of titled Systemize Your Business in Three Easy Steps. And (laughs) no, it isn't three easy steps, but it's in three um, parts. So today we have part three of this Systemize Your Business series. In part one, we covered the advantages or the benefits of getting your business systems and processes streamlined and documented. I gave you about nine reasons why you must make systemizing your business your top priority this year, especially if you are looking to scale your business. Part two covered how and where to begin systemizing your business. Here we went through identifying the recurring tasks, what tasks happen daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annually in your business. That gave us a game plan on what to systemize first. So now that you have your system priorities in order, let's begin developing the policies and procedures that will be at the core of your business. You may want to grab a piece of paper and a pen to take some notes for this one because it's going to be kind of like a mini training. So let's go. All right, policies and procedures. These will outline and spell out the why and the when of each system. And they will keep each of these essential functions of your business running smoothly so that you can focus your time and your effort on growing your business. It's necessary for us to keep this in mind as we work through this step, because even if you are combining several functions under one umbrella initially, for example, if you have combined sales and marketing or admin and accounting, under one you know function title you have to keep in mind that at some point each of these need to be defined as their own specific purpose, uh, processes SOPs with their own specific responsibilities so developing policies and, pro- and procedures is really creating a logical process that can be documented in something like your business playbook, and it's relevant for the team, whether it's a team of three or a team of 300, this will give you a foundation, the foundation on which you build 
your systems. And so these policies and procedures get everybody on the same page initially. So here are some examples to kind of get you thinking on how you could craft your procedures for each of the essential functions in your business. Let's take the function or the um, accounting tasks. You should have policies in place that include guidelines to how frequently posting should be done to your payables and receivables, when taxes should be determined, how to handle employee payrolls, how to track expenses. Or another example, administration. Administration policies and procedures would include guidelines on how to schedule clients or customers, how to draft letters and general correspondences, how to arrange and maintain um, the business documents, how to book travel for department personnel or for yourself, um, how to order office supplies. I'll give you one last um, example, sales, marketing, and customer service. The sales, marketing, and the customer service departments or people will need to have clearly defined instructions on how to interact with the general public or with customers or with clients. Marketing will need guidelines on how to create ads, how to create content, what appeals to customers. The sales and customer support could need guidelines or they do need guidelines on how to represent the business when approaching prospective customers or taking care of existing clients. And so these guidelines need to be created for each of the systems you've identified. When you are clear on the policies, then you can move on to looking at documenting each process. So the reason why we want to document our processes is because we want to clearly document how things are done within the business so that there's no opportunity for any miscommunication or confusion on what should be done and when it should be done. You might be thinking that, okay, recording your processes and procedures is a bit intimidating, but there are some very good resources and tools to help you do this in a little bit of a seamless way, something that can be integrated in your existing uh, workflows. Okay, so if you are just starting, like as in completely from scratch, and you are a team of one, you do everything within your business, then what you are going to want to do is record yourself performing the tasks that you do every day. To make things really, really simple for you, don't change your workflow. Just be conscious to record yourself doing the task. So whenever you find yourself doing the task, hit record and capture the process. You might be wondering, how do you record yourself doing the tasks well, if you are on your computer or your phone or your iPad, you want to screen record what you were doing while you were doing it. You're going to talk through what you were doing, explaining it step by step. You are just capturing what you have been doing. It's probably 
probably during this process that it might occur to you that you could do it another way or you could eliminate steps because they are redundant. And this is fine. That's good. Don't change anything yet. We'll get that um, in the refinement stage later. But for now, you want to capture the process, what you have been doing. Also, don't worry about making it perfect. I know we kind of get angsty when we're being recorded, but at this point, done is better than perfect. So you want to do, what you want to do is just talk through as you're performing the process. Never mind the mistakes, never mind the hiccups, just get through the process as you explain it. You do, though, want to make sure or you want to keep your video less than five minutes. Longer videos will make the next steps a little bit more difficult and we'll get to there. So when you so that's when you're on your device, if you are physically performing the task, set up your phone or your camera and hit record. Show the tools that you need and that you use for the task and record yourself doing the thing. Is it packaging the order? Or if you're a landscape artist, is it, I don't know, doing the landscape thing for your client? Record yourself doing it, explaining what you are doing. Again, you talk through each step of the process. And again, try to keep the video under five minutes. So now that you have these process videos, you can begin building your SOPs, your standard operating procedures, at least building the first draft. Now what you're going to want to do is type out the process steps in a document step by step. So as you explained it in the video, now you want to um, type it out step by step, step one, step two, and so on. That video comes in handy because you can, for example, cut sections from it and attach to the steps um, as a visual demonstration of that step. So it helps to clearly define what it is that the step entails, both in written form and in visual form. Templates, checklists, swipe files, all these are helpful tools when you are creating your SOPs. And you don't actually have to create these from scratch either. If you can ethically source these from the internet or from other business owners, you can customize these to fit your business and your needs. Okay, so that is if you a if you are a solopreneur. If you have a team, then you have to begin with explaining to your team why it is that you want to document all your processes because something like this could freak people out and we do not want that to happen. So, after explaining to the team the why behind what we are doing, You then assign each person to capture and document the processes that they uh, perform on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, etc. Then we can move on to the next step, implementing our brand new SOPs. Now that we have documented our processes and procedures, at least we have gotten the first draft down, 
you'll want to take them for a test drive. Start implementing these processes to determine if the basic structure is sound. If you had suspected that there could be changes in the process, now is the time to test that out. Don't worry if this um, if you run into bumps along the way, no business, no matter what the size, gets it right the first time. As you do a test run on each process, consider whether the process has the potential to be tweaked along the way so that it is as efficient and comprehensive. One thing you want to ask yourself, especially if you are the one who has documented the process, ask yourself, is there anything I have left out because it's intuitive for me and could be missed when somebody else does this task? So this will prompt you or the team to add the necessary details to your SOPs so that nothing is missed. And if you or another key person is away, that task is done in the way that it needs to be done. Okay. Like I said, it might take a few tries to iron out all the kinks in your business systems, especially if you keep finding ways to improve and to make sure that each task, each process is as efficient as it can be. Once you have done that, though, once you have um, stamped these SOPs as ready to go, you do need to kind of step back. I know it's a little bit counterintuitive, but hear me out. Now you're going to want to diagram the flow of your business. It's not really enough for you to identify and prioritize the functions in your business, but you also need to make sure that the, the, the ebb and the flow between each of these functions and these processes makes sense and that nothing can get lost. So let me explain what I mean. So it might seem redundant after you have figured out the nitty gritty details um, and nailed each task and the SOPs, but this is, it's kind of like if you think of it as, as if you were a jewelry designer, you have taken time to carefully select and measure and polish the jewels you want to use for a necklace. Now, once you have done that, you're going to want to make sure that each jewel is linked correctly to each other, right? So that the end product is as beautiful as can be and as strong as can be, okay? So with our business, it's the same thing. You ask yourself, how do these systems link with each other? Um, just like in a natural ecosystem, there are obvious and not so obvious connections. And if one area experiences a delay or a change or an influx of something, then that undoubtedly will affect other areas. So you'll want to know how and what affects these different individual systems within your business. So now we're looking at holistically how does your business flow and how does money flow within your business, for example. 
So we're going to start with diagramming how things flow from each department or from each person or key, you know, key person to the next. For example, a new customer begin, begins with sales makes its way to order processing, then finds its way to shipping, then finally ends with billing. At some point, customer service needs to be involved, whether it is in following up or making sure the client is happy or answering any queries the client, uh, the, the client might have with their purchase. So we're going to map this out. Next, we want to identify who is responsible or who is accountable for each progression in this flow. Once we have done that, now we want to evaluate how long it takes for, for the order of the flow to make its way through the process. And this will help us determine, okay, where do we need to improve? What could what could we make more efficient? Is it the time from sales to order processing? Is that taking too long? What is making what is causing it to take too long? Um, and how could we just make it more efficient? So taking the time to literally draw this out, diagram these various processes helps in a couple of different ways. First, it'll make it clear whether or not the policies and the procedures that you have implemented are working correctly. Secondly, it will help you and your team spot areas where you can improve communication, more clearly define the procedures, and which steps can be streamlined to save you both time and money and keep your customers coming back. This does seem like a lot of work, but it doesn't have to be. And the degree of detail and time that you spend developing these procedures does depend on the size and the nature of your business. Some of these steps will be done in a couple of minutes. Others might take a few days or a few weeks to accomplish, but the time you take to get this right is a good investment. Building a solid foundation when you are first starting your business, or even if you have gotten things rolling and you have um, clear processes and systems to document, it will save you considerable amount of time and money once you have your business fully systemized. And this does take us back to the benefits, right? You'll be able to live out those benefits as a business owner. You'll have more time to be strategic and to grow your business. Okay, so there you have it. Those, that was the final part in our systemizing your business uh, mini training. I hope you found it valuable and, and that it gives you a clear picture of what it looks like to get started in systemizing your business. If you have loved this episode, I'd love for you to please take a few minutes to leave a review. It really does help um, the show and to you know get it more accessible and more visible to others. And it also helps me know what kind of content um, that resonates with you. So thank you for taking the time to spend it with me this week. I wish you all the very best in systemizing your business. If you get stuck, 
just send me an email. The links are in the show notes. Or you can send me a DM on Instagram or LinkedIn. I'd be happy to help you out. All right. Bye for now.